David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show. I'm your host, David Collins, and I want to welcome all the new listeners we seem to have. My editor let me know that YouTube especially has seen a lot of engagement this week, so I appreciate that. Keep leaving your comments and keep sending in emails because those go directly to me and I get to read them. And boy, are we getting some of those too, especially when it came to last week we announced we're going to be taking in applications for some co-hosts, producers, maybe some more people behind the scenes. So we're looking at those. We've received some interviews are going to be starting towards the end of this week, and we're even going to be looking at some auditions soon towards the end of the month. So keep an eye out open for that. One of the potential applicants here has already emailed me a voicemail as his submission, actually. He's a local stand-up comedian in the area and wants to try getting into broadcasting, so we're going to start the show with his submission. I just have to warn you, this guy's a bit of a cantankerous fella. Hi, David. Long-time listener, first-time caller, Brody from Iowa. I uh, just wanted to submit a little little clip. I think I got a lot to say. I think it'd be a great addition as a co-host to your uh, radio show. I'm just really excited about this. Um, so I kept track this week of the things that were piss- pissing me off. So here's a list of the things that have been pissing me off. Things that pissed me off this week. When I back out of the driveway, there's a daycare, kitty corner to my house, and the cars don't watch for me backing out, even if I was there first. So those parents at the daycare who don't know how to drive are pissing me off. Fitted sheets that don't fit and come off in the middle of the night. So I'm laying on a raw mattress sweating. That pisses me off. When there's too much grease on my Casey's <laughs> pizza and I spill some on my shirt when I'm driving down the road. That pisses me off. <laughs> when I pause my TV to FaceTime my girlfriend and my sound bar goes to sleep. So when I hang up the FaceTime, I have to get off the couch because I lost the f- remote that pisses me off i don't like getting off the couch oh i warned you he was a bit of a cantankerous fella well brody i like you we're gonna be looking into an interview this week and maybe even an audition but everybody who's listening go ahead and send an email with your thoughts because at the end of the day it's the audience opinions that's really going to matter here remember send in your applications any voicemails we might also play on the show we're going to get into the show now we got a great show ready for you long anticipated first of course color of the day color of the day today i know some of you're going to be happy to hear it's actually a birthstone emerald green color of the day emerald green one more thing before we get into the show today's sponsor is a little unique he's um He's a YouTuber and a photographer. His name is James Bebop. Uh, I met him in 2021 in Manhattan, Kansas. He was doing some drone footage, um, and it's some great footage. You should check it out on his YouTube channel. And he was nice nice enough to sponsor today's episode and try to get some extra eyes on that channel and his website. You can find him at James Bebop on YouTube or his website, jglowacki.com. It's tough to pronounce. I think it's J Glow Wacky. Not exactly sure. James Bebop is a photographer and YouTuber who travels the world to take drone footage and pictures to share with his fans. He wanted to get some more eyes on his stuff, so it was nice enough to sponsor today's episode. Remember to check out James' YouTube channel and website. Sponsors like these are how we at David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show are able to keep the show commercial-free, so make sure that you support him. Today's show... Our guest, long anticipated. I know many of you are excited. I've been getting a few emails, and we're going to be talking about those later with him. Austin Eagles, welcome to the show, Austin. Thanks for having me, Dave. Very good. 
How do you, what do you prefer, David or David? I David. Like, I don't just I've always gone by David. Okay, David, sure, sure. So Some people go by David Collins altogether. Right. It really is. Some people are just you. Well, I think a lot of the fans, they refer to me as David Collins since we're not really on a first name basis. Right, okay, sure. Sure. Austin Ingalls. Austin Ingalls is a stand-up comedian located in the Quad Cities area between Iowa and Illinois. He's one of the most active local comedians around, headlining at clubs such as Comedy Bar in Dubuque, Colony Inn in Bishop Hill, the Village Theater, Davenport, the Patio in Galesburg, Wild Rose Casino in Clinton, and the Greenhouse in Iowa City. He's also appeared on shows such as Slice of Life, Ben's Fellas, Local 4 WHBF, Shot 30 Podcast, and Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide. <laughs> Please welcome today's long-anticipated guest, Austin Ingalls. Thanks for that intro, buddy. I appreciate the research. It was and very nice of you. Of course. Well, yeah. it's great that we have... Fine, fine, I think you've probably headlined more shows than any of our guests so far. You really seem to... And you're definitely the most active in the area. Mm -hmm. Now, Austin, before the show, is making me laugh. He was telling me something about motorcycles and sidecars. What were you saying about that? Oh, I preferred the motorcycle to have a sidecar because when I crash into you, I take out two of you dummies. <laughs> Boy, this is the type of comedy that you get with this guy. I really like Austin a lot. Since we haven't had a lot of opportunity to speak before today, I've been really having a good time before we got the show started here. How would you describe your style of comedy, Austin? Dark one-liners. Edgy one-liners. I'm trying to get a little more storytelling in, but you know, that's, that's hard. Hey, great. That sounds like our time for our first game today. Our first game is a pretty fun game. It's going to be comedy related, so I hope you're ready. I hope you got the wheels turning. Yep. Today's game is called Finish the Punchline. Okay. We're going to be going over some comedians' jokes. We're going to stop right before the punchline, and you're going to have to finish that punchline and try to get in the ballpark what those comedians were thinking. I like that. Are you ready right. to play Finish the Punchline? Let's do it, David. Great. Our first line and joke on Finish the Punchline. This joke, give you a little clue, Stephen Wright. I was Caesarian born. Can't really tell. Although, whenever I leave a house, I blank. I eat a pizza. That's not a joke. That's not a punchline. I don't know. I was Caesarian born. Can't really tell. Although, whenever I leave a house, I blank. Oh, Anybody listening, go ahead and email your response, dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. What was your answer? Eating pizza. Let's go ahead and hear what that answer was. <laughs> I was Caesarian born. Can't really tell. Although, whenever I leave a house, I go out through the window. Oh, Whenever I leave a house, I go through the window. That's pretty clever. That is clever. It's pretty clever. He's known for being clever. Not much of a dark joke writer, that Stephen Wright character. That's all right. Let's go ahead and go to the second question. Narrator this... Pulp Fiction, Stephen Wright. Is that right? Yeah. That's a fun little fact for you listening at home. Any more fun facts about Stephen Wright? Go ahead and send them into dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. Definitely interested in hearing those. The second punchline today, little clue, Mark Norman. Ah. You know, I've met Mark Norman. I saw him live. Very cool. Yeah. I opened for him. It was the first time I ever did comedy. It was at Stanford and Sons Comedy Club. I already told this story before, so I don't really want to get into it. He right. actually taught me how to ollie. Mark Norman. Oh, shit. That Alexa is tricky. I read an article recently that says, Alexa listens to everything you say. 
stores it in a database, and can use it against you later. What does Mark Norman say next? That Alexa's tricky. Read in an article recently that says Alexa can listen to everything you say, stores it in a database, and can use it against you later. Can Alexa watch me fuck? I don't know, dude. I don't know. This is hard. This is tricky. Getting in the head of another writer. Oh, ah. what was that punchline? I wonder, you know, he's talking about Alexa. What does Alexa sound like? I think we're going to be looking down that direction. That Alexa's tricky. I read an article recently that said Alexa actually listens to everything you say, stores it in a database, could use it against you later. It's like, damn, just like a real woman. Sounds like a real woman. Just like a real woman, he says. That's what it is. That's a pretty funny joke that he's got there. I bet he's got a few tags on that one, huh? Ah. All right, let's go ahead and check out the third punchline today. This one's a little longer, but it's going to have to make you think. So go ahead and get in the mind of Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, God just flew from Europe. This place is unbelievable. If you've been to Disneyland, you've got to see what they set up over there. Every country has its own phony money, everybody pretends. I was in Switzerland. This is the place. 500 years without a war. That's pretty impressive. Also pretty lucky for the Swiss army. Why might it be lucky for the Swiss army? God, I have no idea. Please tell me the answer on this one. No, you write jokes. You know, you're thinking about the Swiss Army. What would you might think? Swiss Army knife? That's the first thing that comes to mind, but where's the punchline in that? What? Good job, Austin. You know, Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> most successful of all these comedians so far. You might, you might be on the right track here. Let's go ahead and take a listen. I flew from Europe. <laughs> this place is unbelievable. If you've been to Disneyland, you've got to see what they've set up over there. <laughs> Every, every country has its own little phony money. Everybody pretends. Poor it's Scott really a lot it, of huh? fun. Oh, man. They need him up. <laughs> I was in Switzerland. You heard of this place? This is the place. 500 years without a war. That's pretty impressive. Also, pretty lucky for the Swiss Army. Did you ever see that little Swiss Army knife? It's not much of a weapon. What do they got there? Corkscrews, bottle openers? Come on. <laughs> They've had wow. A little light of a punchline, I'd say, but yeah. you know, the, the crowd liked it up until that last point. The most successful comic of all time. A Swiss Army knife, though. That's interesting. Do you think the Army actually uses those? I, would, I wouldn't think so, no. That's a no for me, David. That was Finish the Punchline. Thanks so much for playing that game. I thought that would be a good game for you. You write so many jokes. You know, not a lot of people know. Austin, I might have mentioned this already. It's so exciting. Austin writes so many jokes. I don't think I've ever seen him say the same joke twice. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. We received some emails here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about some of those emails that we have. Just wanted to mention this. It was very sweet, and I appreciate it. And, you know, he kind of mentions that time is of the essence. So I didn't want to let this email go by. It wrote... And if you want to send any or have any voicemails written on the sh read on the show, any emails read on the show, or any voicemails played on the show, email them to dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. This person writes, Dear David Collins, I hope this email finds you well. I've been a loyal listener of your show for some time now, and I have to say, you kids really know how to make an old man laugh. In a world that seems to be getting grimmer and grimmer by the day, it's refreshing to hear some good old-fashioned humor and wit. I'm getting up there in years, and I don't know how much longer I'll be around to listen to your show. But I wanted to take a moment and let you know how much I've enjoyed your humor and camaraderie. 
You make me feel like I'm a part of a community, even though I'm just a solitary old man living in a small town. Sincerely, Rico Melendez. Well, thank you, Rico. I hope you made it to this episode, and I really appreciated that email. It was very sweet to hear. Kind Brought words. a tear to my eye. Kind words, Rico. Now, Austin, you described yourself as a bit of a dark joke writer, would sure. you say? Yeah, sure. Would you say some audience members maybe disagree with your style of comedy yeah, sometimes? Yeah, I'm not for every everybody, and that's okay. I've, I've accepted that. And it seems to be working for you. We've gone over your credits here. But one person did write me. I've talked a lot about having you on the show coming up. We've teased it a lot. And this person took notice. And I'm hoping... You know, I'm hoping that you continue to be a listener here. I don't want to, I don't like to repeat people's email and she didn't decide to give me her name. Maybe she wanted to stay anonymous, but she writes, dear David Collins, if you have Austin Ingalls on your show, please forward my complaint to him. <laughs> I was very disappointed and frustrated at a recent performance by Austin Ingalls at the Lucky Cat in Cedar Rapids. Now we didn't mention that. Have you ever headlined the, uh, the Lucky Cat? No. Yeah. Great. Well, it should be the next step for you there. Yeah. They saw you there, and maybe after this email, I hope they didn't send it to the to the venue, too. Hey, that wouldn't be yeah, good. No. Lucky Cat in Cedar Rapids. I must say that I found his jokes to be tasteless, offensive, and completely inappropriate. As a member of the audience, I felt uncomfortable and even violated by some of his remarks, <laughs> which were clearly aimed at ridiculing certain groups of people based on their ethnicity, gender, or sexual orientation. I believe that comedy can be a powerful tool to bring people together. And this was not it. <laughs> Do you have a response for, for this woman? Um, yeah, don't come to a comedy club. Those are harsh words. Well, I wanted yeah. to bring that to your attention there because I'm not sure, you know, I do have a reputation of, of making sure that nobody's kind of getting away with anything. We make sure we confront the guests and we had to get that aired out a little bit. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad I heard that. So how did you get started in comedy and what inspired you to pursue this path? Had a friend that was, uh... you know, because what happened to me is I was working in radio when I was in college and I didn't, I, we had a good interview once and that's what got me to start comedy. How about you? And even before the radio, you know, I was only in that because I, I was sad at the time. My dad had just left the family. My mom was going to be diagnosed with cancer in a few years and radio probably saved my life. Do you feel the same way about comedy? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, minus all the cancer stuff. Yeah. How did you start in comedy? Uh, I had a, I was one of friends. Sorry, I was on a friend's podcast, <laughs> and uh, he inspired me to do it. On a you were on a podcast. I was before? on a podcast. What were on you a plugging before you were doing comedy? Uh, the movies I like podcast with JD Spatz. Interesting. Shout yeah. out JD Spatz's podcast. <laughs> so I asked this to everybody, and you know, I think it's a very interesting question, and I really want to get to the bottom of it. So you you have these ideas, you sit down. How do you how do you when you go to you know, how do you how do you write your material? Um, honestly, if it something just inspires me, I write it down right away. So, you write it down right. Do you deliver it right away? Phone. What do you go to? What do you do to refine your jokes? Um, I just go look in my notes. That's where I put them in my phone. You know, if I don't have a, if people don't walk around with pen and a pad anymore. You always have your phone on you. So I think it's stupid to not write your notes in your phone or your jokes in your phone. At least the premise. You know, go back and look at it later to refine it. Every day, every day is inspiring. You've. I've heard people talk about your jokes. I had a conversation once behind the scenes with another comic, not going to drop any names here, but you have a very structural and almost artificial intelligence way of coming up with your material. Do you use templates? Do you do writing exercises? Um, do you follow books? No, I don't really know. I just, 
you know, if something, if it's a setup, setup punchline, like the, you know, the one liners are pretty easy to write, I think as a setup and punchline, but you know, if you get lucky and come up with a couple lines, it's just, it, I don't know. It's just the way the, it comes in my head, the structure, and it's all different type of jokes. Obviously you have a couple of my favorite jokes to be honest. Oh, with you. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I do have a great story about a Russian man that came and dealt with my dishwasher once that does pretty well every time I do it. <laughs> 100%, but I think my bit, my best closer is uh, this joke I, I do about a cyst on my foot, and I don't want to give away the punchline, and I know it's a little disgusting for on air, but trust me, once you get in a comedy club, what you can say changes completely. You know, what you could say on the air, much different. Once you're in a comedy club, once you're on stage, you could say anything. Rules are off. No rules, if you will. You're doing pretty well, and I think you're pretty early in comedy, too, if I'm not mistaken. About a year and a half. What yeah. advice do you have for aspiring comedians who are just starting out in the industry? Uh, for radio, I would say email me at dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. We're looking for people. We, this is a good place to start in the industry when it comes to radio. Mm -hmm. I would You've say. been on the radio before. A <laughs> couple times. Yeah. What radio stations? Uh, well, uh, podcasts, actually, not radios. Yeah, sorry. But the TV, one of, those, one of those credits one was of those from a TV. TV. Yeah. And that's actually the picture I've been showing everybody of you recently. Really? News Channel 4. Yeah, yeah, it's a great picture of it. Yeah, thank you. Much different. And it's weird because every time I see you, you seem to look different, whether it's on stage, at the news, in person, on the street. You said that, yeah. I, some, you know, I don't like to put product in my hair every day, so I wear a hat sometimes. And, you know, hats can change your appearance, coats. That's respectful. Jackets. You must add product in your hair on the, on the, on the news day. Do they sure put did. product in your hair on the news? I wish That's they one did. thing that I might start doing. I think that we might get a makeup person. So if you, if you work in makeup or you work in beauty in any way, we're thinking about getting cameras in here and getting somebody in charge of that on the show. So also, you know, it doesn't have to be specifically your voice on the air. Keep that in mind. If you are listening out there and you're looking to get in the business, how do you balance being funny and respectful and sensitive to potential conversations or sensitive topics? You, uh, I don't know, man. You just got to, everyone's different. So you just got to spend one of Hey, that's how it's time for our second game. That's great. We had a pretty good game for that second game today, too. It's not like that first game, if you ask me, but it is a classic radio game. This game is called Bad Action Movie or Porno Flip. Oh, yeah. So we're going to go over some movies. One of those is going to be a porno flick, and one of those is going to be bad action movie, and you're going to have to decide which one is which. I like the sound of that. I'm sorry. I'm just a little distracted. You know, I didn't mention this before, and the game's, the music's still playing, and that, even that's not getting me in a good mood. I had kind of a rough day today. I was at the gas station. Mm -hmm. I did my thing. I come out after paying for my gas. Right. Somebody had the audacity to steal my gas cap. That's... Would you believe that? What are they going to do with your gas cap? My gas cap is missing. So if anybody out there has any idea, if you stole my gas cap, I'm, I'm, I'm about ready to offer a reward for this gas cap. So anyway, I apologize if that's affected the, the product at all today already. If, if, if it sounded like something was off about me, it's the gas cap. Anyway, bad action movie or porno flick. You know, I like to stay on topic, but I, I had to get that off my chest. Okay, I'm glad. Thank you. I'd like to help you find your gas cap. I, anybody out there listening, Austin's already on board. I hope you will be too. First movie, The Prince. That is a bad action movie. It is. Nice. nice. The Prince is a 2014 action thriller starring Bruce Willis, Jason Patrick, and John Cusack. Oh my God. Interestingly enough, Jason Patrick had top billing for that movie. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. 
That's that's weird. I think Bruce Willis. Straight to straight to DVD. I'm assuming it was straight to VOD. Or VOD. VOD. Okay. It did Video not, it, and it, it had a small theatrical release. Uh, maybe similar to this next movie. Okay. Let's go ahead and see the second movie. Let's find out. Bad movie or porno flick. This movie is called Blue Moon. Porno. They're pretty good at this game. <laughs> Might be giving people the wrong idea. This ah. is Blue Moon. It's made in 1969. It's an erotic film. Actually inspired. It actually inspired the script for The Last Tango in Paris. Holy cow. Irina struggles to achieve higher education and escape the violence of her dysfunctional family. An ambiguous sexual experience with an artist will spur her intention to fight the violence in her family. That sounds like quite the picture. It sounds ahead of its time with all the mention of family in there. Let's go ahead and try try a couple more of these here. This third one, bad action movie or porno? Red Sonia. Oh my God, that's a porno. Oh, oh you're on the right track there. I think you might have just thrown that to get your reputation back. I don't know. That sounded like a porn to me. Red Sonia was made in 1985. It's an action adventure where the fearless warrior Red Sonia sets out to avenge her family's murder and get her kingdom from the tyrannical rule of evil Queen Gedrin. Does not sound good. I, I, I can see after the description why it wouldn't be a porno there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you say we play one more of these here? David, I'd love that. So this next one is City Heat. I'm sorry. That earphone? Yeah, I'm sorry. We'll just we can just edit that out. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm just gonna have to answer it. Hello? Hey, I'm recording a podcast right now. I can't really talk. Hello? Yeah, who's this? Don't worry about that. You can call me the gas cap criminal. Missing anything? Is this a joke? Did you take my gas cap? I might have. I might not have. But I can give you a clue if you're interested. I'm not interested in playing games. I just need my gas cap back. Where's the fun in that? You should consider offering a reward, like you said earlier. I don't even have it anymore. I've already hit it. Okay, well, can you give us a hint on where it might be? Where'd you leave the gas cap? Here's the clue. First, head to the Heartland State, where cornfields stretch to the horizon's gate. Find a monument that celebrates John Wayne. Then, look for the gas station with a bird in its name. All right, well, I'm going to need some help with that, I think. It could be anywhere, is that what you're saying? I do a lot of driving, and I'll be putting the gas cap in a new place every week. So you're saying it really could be anywhere? That's right. I'm always on the move, and I'll be leaving the gas cap in a new place every week. It's up to you to find it. Uh, hello? Hello? All right, listeners. Well, if you guys can solve that riddle for me, I have no idea, but I really want my gas cap back. What a jerk. Who does that? Yeah, interrupted the podcast. And interrupted the show. It's crazy. I don't know. But if anybody could put that together and tell me where that gas cap might be, I'd really appreciate it. And you only have a week because he said he's going to move it next week. So if you could get ahead on that. I'm sorry we weren't able to finish that game. He's got a lot of time on his hands. I get That's crazy. Follow. He must... I don't know how he knew we were recording, too. He mentioned the reward. That was very strange. Yeah, that was on the nose. I, I had two out of three, if I'm not correct. Yeah, you were doing very well. I appreciate you playing that game. Anyway, well, that really threw a wrench into the show there. Too bad we weren't able to finish that game, but we can just go right on to our next part of the show here. World News with David Collins. We got a few things to talk about. A lot going on in the news this week, it seemed like. Busy week. 
but we have a lot to talk about. I want to get right into it. Uh, one thing, you know, we're going to cut the music short even because I'm really excited. You know, uh, what do you think about this train derailment? Oh, buddy. I love it. You know, what What got me is uh, there were these stories about the police officers, and then there were these stories about the train derailments, and oh boy, that was ripe for comedy, am I right? Oh, sure So many was. people probably were making jokes about that. Yep. It's a fun time to be a fan of trains, if you will. Well, some of the stories were comedy related, and some were just comedy adjacent. I think that train one was comedy adjacent. My editor has been trying to give me these lines to read into the bits, and I don't think it's working. I'm going to need to find a producer... He can't do it all. Email dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. I'm going to fire this guy pretty soon. <laughs> there was a plane accident. Did you hear about this? No, I did not. If you were scared to fly before 2023, things are not looking good for you this year either. Monday morning, March 6th, 2023, marks a string of five close call incidents this year already. At Boston Logan on Monday, two planes clipped each other on the runway. Pilot's license? Can we get these guys a driver's license? <laughs> you paying attention? It's the trains. Now it's the planes. Soon it will be the automobiles. Oh, man. <laughs> Sounds like a bad Steve Martin movie, am I right? Or a great one. <laughs> or a great one. It depends who you talk to. You know, I'm a big fan of the classics. If you didn't know by my knowledge of classic porn movies and classic bad action movies, a bit of a cenophile. Yeah. You know, I've heard you describe it that way, too. Maybe not cinephile. On a lighter note, <laughs> did you catch the new Chris Rock comedy special? I sure did. I watched it last night. It's called Selective Outrage. It's getting a lot of press this week because he finally addressed the infamous Will Smith slap. After an hour of new material that only alluded to Slapgate. Slapgate? They're calling it Slapgate. Yeah. Clever. It's very strange. It's weird that they would adopt the language of Pizzagate and Russiagate. Watergate. Watergate. Slapgate? Yeah. I think they think they're clever when they just slap gate on the end of something now. You know, when you put it like that, maybe it is a little clever. <laughs> they say words hurt. Anybody who says words hurt has never been punched in the face, he joked earlier in the night. The comedian finally broke down the aftermath of the onstage smacked from Oscar winner Will Smith. People really seem to be on Chris Rock's side on this. It's true what they say, I guess. The pen is mightier than the slap. <laughs> There's also another thing. We have a we have a clip that I wanted to talk about. In the this is going around in the radio industry, so I wanted to kind of enlighten everybody because there are these press releases being sent out to different markets all around the country the last couple of weeks, having to do with what will be called Radio GPT. And you may have heard of Chat GPT, which allows you to kind of ask questions in a conversational way, and it gets back to you and answers those. It takes information from Wikipedia and other sources to to answer questions. This is going to be Radio GPT where they're making an effort to replace morning zoo-style shows or just the, the actual hosts of radio stations with the, the AI voice. So we're going to take a little listen to that. What do you think about that? Boy, am I glad to be out of the business knowing that's coming. Yeah, that's scary. Although I don't know if they could replace me, and that's what I'm a little worried about. You know, they're not going to be able to replace these personalities. You listen to the radio for a personality. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening. Right. It's very strange. Would you like to hear a little clip of this uh, chat GPT pitch that they were s sending out to these markets? Please. Now, let's take a little listen here. Futury is revolutionizing the audio industry with the launch of Radio GPT, the world's first AI-driven localized radio content solution. Radio GPT combines the power of GPT-3 technology with Futury's AI-driven 
voice tech to provide an unmatched localized radio experience for any market, any format. I can see what's in your music log and talk about the songs or artists on your station. Okay. I can see what's happening in your local market right now and talk about it in real time. I can post on your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok during my show and talk about what's coming up. So not only are they going to be the hosts on the show, this package also includes things that cover all of the social media engagement that most stations are kind of looking for. So it's it's going to be a competitive product. As you can hear, though, not an attractive voice. No. You don't. That's not, not what you're that going to want to be like hearing on your morning drive. Yeah. An old teacher. Yeah. She said a fully inclusive package to be sold to the stations. It includes all those fits. And, and the big thing about this is it's not necessarily being pitched to the big markets with those talented hosts. What these are really going for are these small markets that don't have a lot of talent in them, and they're just going to get people off the radio station entirely. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's almost, you know, I've, I'm only, I'm only the age I am. I've only been working radio since I was 18. Before me, years before me, there was a lot more creative, create, there was a lot more creativity in the business. Mm-hmm. Now, so many of these bits are just farmed out uh, from one company that sells it to every place in the country. There's no originality. So good riddance is this is the way it's going to go. Might happen to movies soon too. Might not have any real actors. Be all AI. That's interesting. That might be the next way to go. We got to. We really have to get an actor or a movie star in here so we could talk about that. I think that would be an interesting to, to kind of relate on. Yeah. Hey, that sound means it's time for the last game of today's show. Also, a great game today. While we're talking about dying industries and new industries and podcasts, a little appropriate because we're going to be playing a game called it's a Who Said It version. The Who Said It style game. Uh, the version of the game is Who Said It. Joe Rogan or a Rogaine commercial? <laughs> Are you ready to say who said it? I I am. This is exciting. Yeah, I like this game a lot. You know, Joe Rogan, although I don't agree with everything that he says, he's done a great job by escaping radio. I don't even think he ever worked in radio. Meanwhile, no. he's the biggest radio host on the planet. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Joe Rogan or Rogaine commercial? First question. I use it in the morning. I use it at night. It's like brushing your teeth. That's, I'm going to go ahead with Rogaine. Let's take a listen. Is it Rogaine or Joe Rogan? So I started using Rogaine. Uh, use it in the morning, use it in the night. Yes. It's like brushing your teeth. Now- hey, great job. Yeah. We got one right on the board. You are the best at these games so far. I think we're going to have to bring you back to compete with somebody else who does these well in the games. Nobody has done this well on any of these games. Really? You're, I feel sharp. You're doing very well. I feel sharp. Maybe. So a couple more here to wrap up. Joe Rogan. Or Rogaine. It's a weak feeling. You don't respect yourself. Joe Rogan or Rogaine commercial? I'm going to go with Rogaine again. Being like a weak, Fuck. non-motivated, lazy person. That's a weak feeling. It's mm. a, you don't respect yourself. Okay, that adds up. Uh, that was Joe Rogan. Not... It's, but that's all right. You're still in it. You might get it on this other one. Now, we only got one for you left. Unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll say this in a moment. We do have one more for you left here. Third, Joe Rogan or Rogan commercial. You can blame it on diet, hormones, or stress, or you can face it. Joe Rogan or Rogan commercial. I'm going to go with Joe Rogan talking about testosterone. You can blame it on diet. Fuck. Hormones. That's a hard game. I really appreciate that, buddy. They got my brain well, going. Incidentally, not at all about testosterone. Testosterone. That was a Rogaine commercial aimed towards women. 
Oh, wow. So you can blame it on diet, hormones, or stress, or you can face it. Rogaine commercial. Now, I would have a fourth one for you. My editor told me that he listened to six hours of Rogan in two hours trying to find one athletic green ad today. Not sure how that's possible. Apparently, he's listening to four Rogans at once. No athletic green ad. Don't believe him. Did he get rid of it? He's lazy. <laughs> he's, lazy. he's lazy. He's lying to me, and he's lazy. So we're going to be looking for a new editor probably soon. Email me at dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. That was the show. Austin, thanks so much for coming on. Did you have fun? I did. This was a lot of fun. That's great. I would great. love to come back. <laughs> thanks so much for listening, everybody. Thanks. For My name's David back. Collins, and you've been the best. Yes. David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins.